Reverse Genius, episode 35, Fortnightly, Four Colors. In this episode, John Manis talks about Nosferatu, Eric talks about Nine-Night, and Don talks about Jazza. And at the end, all of us talk about the Heroes TV show. Hey, do you know you can go over to podpledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and see our Podpledge page? All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting costs, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks. Hello and welcome to another Fortnightly. I'm Eric Dewey and you can find me at ericdewey.com and that's all you need to know because I have with me Mr. Donald Dennis. Why hello everybody. Uh, We're three deep in this now or we will be by the time we're done recording. That's exciting. That is. And who did you bring with you Don? Oh, oh, I brought dear great friend Mr. John Manus from the Swarmcast. Hey, everybody. It's great to be back on one of your mini shows. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be on this one because I've been enjoying listening to it so far. And if anything, I know my head is always exploding with all sorts of random things to talk about. So great. It's good to yes. be on here. Uh, and as Donald mentioned, uh, you can find me on swarmcastpodcast.com. Yes. And, and that's what this is all about. It's if you've got something you're really excited about and want to come talk with us about on the show, let us know because we are just trying to find things that are interesting that don't necessarily involve tabletop games because we've been doing that for how many years, Eric? What? Since 2007. Yep. 14 now. Ah, yeah. So cool. There you go. That's magical. All right. So who's first? Who's first? Well, let's let John go first since, uh, you know, it's first time on the show and everything. Okay. Um, well, uh, Let's see. Recently, I have been really digging into a show that I've been checking out on Hulu. I've been curious about it for a while, and that is the show uh, Nosferatu, or it's N-O-S, the number four, the letter A, and the number two. It's so TV it's like a license plate. <laughs> right. In fact, it's the license plate of one of the main characters, um, his car. He drives a a Rolls-Royce Wraith. Um, <laughs> Yep. So it is a it is a two season series because um, it got canceled after season two, but it is based on a series. It's, well, excuse me, it's based on a book, not a series of books. It's based on a book by Joe Hill called Nosferatu, and it is a dark horror psychological. Well, it's supernatural psychological horror series. Um, it's a lot of fun, and. It features one of my favorite actors to date, uh, Zachary Quinto, who you guys may remember as playing Spock in the recent Star Trek movies. Or Siler and Heroes. Heroes. <laughs> Don and I are in sync. <laughs> I was going to say or Siler, but I was like, ah, people know if I say Spock. So Ooh. actually, awesome. we can talk about Heroes as our last thing, since apparently we all know it. Fair enough. Hooray! Cool. Uh, so, all right, is this humorous? Because the way it's spelled out would tell me that it is supposed to be either humorous or ironic. Oh, it is um, It is not humorous. I don't know if it's necessarily ironic. Basically, the main bad guy character in this whole thing is this guy named Charlie Manx, who is played by Zachary Quinto. And he drives this car around and he kidnaps children and takes them to this uh, place that's created in his mind called Christmas land. And when he does that, he feeds off of their psychic energy and transforms them. And so it's also the story of, of this 
this person who's trying to basically find him, track him down and defeat him while he's, while he's doing this. And so there's a lot of allusions to the, the old, the movie Nosferatu um, at points he starts to grow old. And when he grows old, he's, he's kind of hunched back and kind of creepy and looks like that character from the movie. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There's no actual, you could say he is a form of vampire because of the way he kind of feeds off of the energy of these, these children. Um, Some kind of psychic vampire. Right. Right. So, so that's what that's about. It's, it is by no means a, um, it's, it's not a humorous show at all. It's, it's very much a, a supernatural horror drama <laughs> Uh, but but what got me into it was there's just a, a tremendous amount of uh, world building that's in this. There's other supernatural things going on. The characters will encounter different uh, denizens of this weird sort of supernatural place that's sort of in between our world and the other imaginary worlds. And mm-hmm. I like it because unlike a lot of modern day storytelling and such, they'll show you something or they'll make reference to something and they won't explain that. And they don't try to explain that. They just kind of move on with whatever the main story is. Cause I feel like a lot of modern day storytelling just tends to try to over explain every tiny little thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, it's best if you don't explain the things that nobody asks about, you know, right. Just, and just keep moving. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we get shows where it's like, oh, here's an Easter egg to this thing or an Easter egg to this. There are a few Easter eggs in this because Joe Hill is, um, who's the author of the book, is also the son of Stephen King. So there's a point where Charlie Manx goes to this place called Parnassus, this, this bar that somebody's created in one of the mindscapes. And when he goes in there, uh, all the other people who see him come in just kind of grab their drinks and leave. And at one point he stops and he looks and there's a clown with a balloon sitting there who just kind of snarls at him and he gets up and leaves. And I thought that was a, <laughs> a clever, a cute little, uh, little nod right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so when was the show on? Do you know, was it recent it, or? Uh, yeah, it was fairly recent. It actually just ramped up um, late 2020. And so I've been watching it on Hulu because all the episodes just came onto Hulu. So hooray for streaming. Hooray. (laughs) Hulu is one of the services I don't have and I haven't bundled in Disney yet. So to, to a big Hulu thing. Ah, Okay. Uh, Now, is it the last season? Is there no more? Is it done? It is just two seasons and that is it, which is fine because. Yeah. It's something nice about going in, knowing that it's going to be a quick, quick run. (laughs) Right. It, it it pretty much wraps up where the the book wraps up. Now I haven't actually read the book. I just know enough. I know enough to be dangerous, right? And I'm not trying to do uh, oh the book is so much better. Oh here's the differences or anything like that. The show is great. I I enjoyed watching the show. And like I said, for me a lot of it was the the um, the world building and the building of the the different supernatural aspects that made me go. I want to know what that is, but I'm okay with the fact that I'm not getting told what that is. That lets me kind of imagine what some of that is but so with it i'm sorry what oh is the book part of a series or is it just standalone is there is there other things that you can find out if they did another series or is it just oh it's weird enjoy it (laughs) it is as much of a standalone book as most of your stephen king and joe hill books can be 
Okay. And if you're a Stephen King or Joe Hill fan, you'll kind of understand what I'm saying because they all reference each other. And you might read something and go, wait a minute, this is actually a sequel to The Shining. And you just didn't know it right away or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, I haven't read any Stephen King. Okay. So here's my geek card. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, it is. Um, as far as I know, it is just its own standalone book. Um, it's just I, that those two guys, they, they like to make little, little subtle references to other things all throughout their other books. But I mean, you know, that's the same thing that, you know, Lovecraft and all those authors around his time were doing. They were always making reference to things within their each books. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's neat. So is there, is this the one big thing that you would say Hulu is the reason to, or to get Hulu for, or there, uh, since I don't have Hulu, can you talk me into it real quick? Um, I don't know if this would be the one big thing to get Hulu for, but it is on Hulu and it's not anywhere else. <laughs> I think there's going to be an AMC plus kind of deal coming out soon, but until then, should totally check this out on Hulu. And while you're there, cool. you can check out a bunch of other. I feel like I'm shilling for Hulu right now. We're not sponsored by Hulu. <laughs> for anybody who cares. You're uh, not getting paid to talk about this. Not, We're not getting paid. To, nobody's getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah. There's not an ad coming on in like two seconds. <laughs> no, I wish. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I would absolutely sell out for some fat ad dollars. Woo. <laughs> um, well, all right. I see. I'd hoped you'd read the book so you could tell us if you also recommend that as well. But are you going to go and read it? Has it made you interested enough that you will go and read the book? Um, more than likely, yes. It was interesting enough that I, I now want to see, well, what else is, what other little details, what other little uh, hidden gems are, are hiding in there? What, how, how different is the story? Because, you know, they always change, change up some things. Nice. Cool. Well, all right. So, Eric, what have you got to talk about? Alrighty, so I recently got a new computer, and uh, it's blazingly fast now, which is exciting. The problem, of course, when you get a new computer is that you got to install everything that your old computer had, right? So, yes. let me introduce you to a website, and I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but I think it's Ninite, N-I-N-I-T-E dot com. Okay. So what this website allows you to do is you pick the apps that you want to install and it's chock full of all kinds of your most popular freeware apps. So all of your browsers, your PDF readers, Audacity, for instance, Zoom, Discord, Skype, you know, everything that you normally would use that you don't have to purchase. And you just check all the boxes for all the software that you want and you click uh, get your Ninite and it will download an installer. You run that small installer, and then in the background, it's going to pull down all the files, install everything in the default locations, and go about your business. So I literally installed about 15 to 20 apps in just one one click. And within about 20 minutes, 15 minutes, they're all done. So there's my Audacity. There's my Notepad++, my QBitTorrent, my 7-Zip, iTunes, VLC, Chrome, Opera, or not Opera, Firefox, you know, InfraView. I'm listening for the incriminating ones. No, no, no. These are all open. This is all, it's either open source or free. So, I mean, it's nothing like, it's not pirated in any way. But it just made it so insanely simple because, uh, like I said, you just check all the boxes, you hit plus or you hit download, you run it, and boom, it installs them all in your default locations. 
Well, so one, I wish I'd have known that when I was, because I'm about halfway through picking what I want to put on mine. Right, right. <laughs> this might be a different experience. Uh, and second, it sounds dangerous. That sounds like the kind of way that uh, that, that bad things happen. We just had it work. Uh, we got hit by ransomware. And so now I'm particularly cautious about from whence I uh, download things. I, I Our computers actually didn't get hit because uh, Chris and I have set up some other stuff at work so that we don't have to deal with everything else, but a lot of the county computers completely inaccessible now, uh, all their data because of uh, ransomware. So how safe is this, Eric? How safe? Well, I'm glad you asked. It, uh, it seems to be quite safe because places like Harvard Business School, NASA, Pepsi, City of Melbourne, Sony, Lockheed Martin, Tupperware, all use it. So just by judging by their website, um, so I can understand. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's what your risk tolerance is. You know, make sure your malware is up to speed. But honestly, uh, I mean, again, it just saves me from having to go out and buy and, and download Skype and Zoom and Discord and and Inkscape and all this other crap. Uh, I can just do it all in one easy step. So I've been quite satisfied with it. Following the installation, none of my uh, malwares have triggered. I've done scans. Life is good, uh, so I'm. I feel. I feel pretty confident with it. It's not some just sort of generic website. They have a pro service, you know, for companies to use, um, but it basically just does it all for you. Huh. That's that. That sounds pretty cool. As somebody who is uh, possibly going to be getting a new uh, PC within the next, I don't know four to six months or so, I'm uh, very interested in something that's going to be able to help me uh, mitigate a lot of that as you were talking about. Yeah. And it's got a lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff that's sort of slick. Um, If for instance, you're running a 64 bit OS, it'll automatically install the 64 bit versions on the apps. Um, You know, it'll do whatever your language is that's defaulted. So if you have English, it'll put everything in English. If you happen to already have the app on your machine and it's up to date, it'll just skip it, uh, et cetera. So, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of intelligence. It's not just some kind of batch file running in the background. So N I N I T E.com. Definitely at least look at, look at it. Even if you don't have a new computer, you could run through and like, ah, you know, I've been meaning to get X, Y, or Z. And then you can grab it from here. Yeah. So what do you get- use QTorrent for? QTorrent? QBit ah. torrent? Uh, whenever I need to torrent files, sometimes some large uh, installation files, legal installation files are distributed over torrents as well. It's not just a, a yeah. you know, I mean, steel stuff. Right. Yeah. What, what are you okay. using torrents for, Donald? That's a real guess, question, Don. <laughs> I mean, that seems like an Nothing odd question yet. to ask if uh, you weren't, you know, doing it for some other nefarious. Actually, I don't think I've used a torrent, torrent program in over a decade, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking to get back in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, QBit torrent is a nice open source bit torrent uh, thing. So if you need to use it for, for whatever reason I do, that's the one that I personally use. The other thing that's kind of nice about it is it may introduce you to software you didn't know existed. Um, or, we're surprised to see it still exists. So like I was going through the media section, you know, I'm like, Oh, I got to get VLC. Right. Cause that's what you use to watch anything. And Winamp is still on the list. I was like, Winamp still exists. <laughs> that is oh so gosh. cool. I'd almost use it. 
I, yeah. I don't oh, think wow. it will be for much longer, but uh, it's, it's hiding somewhere. Well, right. I mean, it's well, a, it's a legitimate MP3 player. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how much you need one. So anyway, like I said, <laughs> it saved me a ton of time. I was really enamored by this. It was something I discovered a while ago and didn't have a need for. But then when I got the new computer, it's like, oh, I can't wait to try this. And yeah, boom. Nice. Next thing you know, it's done. All right. Well, I am going to talk about someone I may have talked about on another non-inverse genius fortnightly show. And I'm going to talk about uh, Jazza and his YouTube stream and his Discord group and his Reddits and all that nonsense. So, so how Jazza do you spell Jazza? J-A-Z-Z-A. Okay. Thank you for asking. Thank all you. Right. Um, and so Jazza <laughs> is a, a YouTuber that is, does art stuff. And he uh, started off, uh, well, actually, he has had several channels over time, but the the current one was called Draw with Jazza for a while, and uh, he would do a lot of art tutorials and things like that. And he's frequently sponsored by a company called Huion, who also is not sponsoring our show, but I ended up buying one of their big digital art tablets, uh, well, 13-inch digital art tablet, the biggest one I've ever owned, that being a very small sample size. <laughs> and he does all kinds of things on his channel. So he's done some tutorials, some here's how you do character design and he's fleshed out characters. He's done, oh, I'm going to use every red art supply in my building here. <laughs> and so he's literally gone to get his pastels, his acrylic paints, his colored pencils, so forth and so on, his red highlighter, whatever it is, um, and done art with it. And another one that he did was he sculpted like a four foot tall dragon out of ramen noodles. <laughs> it is uh, alternatively hilarious and informative. Uh, so I really like the draw with Jazza channel. I think you might be able to just find it by searching Jazza or Jazza and art. And he has also done recently a thing that was called the Jazza ultimate art collection, which can, comes with three different boxes in it. One of them is the miniatures box. The other is the sculpting box and the other is inky, stuff. So the inky one has glass calligraphy pen, a whole bunch of different kinds of inks and uh, papers and stuff like that. So you can teach yourself that the uh, miniatures box has everything you need to start doing uh, minis for a variety of games, like terrain bits and uh, flocking and, and other things that you can do and also paint your miniatures. And the sculpting box has m wax monster clay. I expect some of these things as I play with them will end up being things that I talk about on here on the fortnightly, uh, but it is just so much fun. And I'm also starting to play with digital art just because of this. It's gotten me back to being, uh, it's like I needed an outlet for creativity since I was not doing as much gaming uh, and didn't feel like doing quite as much podcasting for a while or whatever. And so it's been a lot of fun to jump in after having done Inktober this last oh, October, uh, you know, to have something else to do. So I'm, I'm looking at his channel. He's got a video of painting with upside down goggles. So if you're an onboard games listener, I reviewed the upside down challenge with these goggles a few yes. episodes back. So apparently he painted with those on or something like them. So that looks like and, it'd be a fun thing to watch. And, indeed. Yeah. And if he sees a weird thing on like wish or one of the other places that randomly sells art supplies, he'll buy it. Uh, so like he got a hologram spinner thing that he's did some art on recently and 
It's like, oh, I need one of those for the teen room at the library. I certainly don't want one at home, <laughs> but it would be nice to have a, a hologram display that's as big as a foot and a half to two feet across that, that, that I could do and show video on. And it showed him watching like the Titanic movie in hologram form and, and all that stuff. So yeah, he does all kinds of weird stuff. He berates himself when he's stupid. Uh, he's done a lot of really, if you like the whole Bob Ross thing, he has done a whole bunch of paintings in the style of Bob Ross. Uh, he did one blindfolded um, and trying to follow Bob Ross videos at like twice the speed, 10 times the speed. Uh, those kinds of things. <laughs> he and also does comparisons of cheap versus expensive uh, art supplies. Sometimes. Oh yes. And his, the, if you're a serious artist and you're like, well, why do I want to watch this nut job do the thing? Uh, he did all of the alcohol based markers he could buy and get to him. And he did a brackets for here's how I do the tests. And he showed you the tests for all the things. And it took like two or three episodes for him to bracket down all of the alcohol markers that he could get, um, which is very serious and very interesting for folks who may or may not be able to spend a lot on markers. How can I get a good cheap version? But to put that against another one where he said, I'm going to make alcohol markers with vodka, which was a different episode that he did. So (laughs) he he runs the whole gamut. Huh? I'm a sucker for shows where they compare a lot of products and, and try to tell you which ones are going to be the best for what you're needing. Um, Even if it's a product I'm not interested, I'm a sucker for those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I've been watching a lot of maker stuff and a lot of, uh, you know, crafty stuff over the past few years. And this one over 2020 and probably over 20, you know, the last part of 2019 and all of 2020, uh, my wife would now not watch him because she's like, you can't stop before he says, I'll see you later since he's Australian. <laughs> uh, or I can't watch his videos when she's not here because I will get yelled at. Fair enough. So, well, cool. There you go. That's jazz. That is neat. I'm interested yeah. in it, even without the artistic skill. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you have more artistic skill than you claim. True, um, true. So, so get over yourself. Okay, sorry. All right. So now, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I think we should we should talk about something that we've all seen or watched, and from something that was spilled earlier in the episode. I think that may be Heroes. Have we all watched Heroes? Indeed. Long, long ago. Yes, it's been a while, but yes. <laughs> so, how many of you uh, bought? the comic books or the discs or liked it enough to invest in it beyond just watching the TV. I read the comic books. I'm trying to remember. I think I got them from the library or something. I read some of them. So that's even better than buying them. Indeed. (laughs) So the concept was it was, it was a superhero story, comic book story before it was really a big thing, or maybe I guess Marvel had been going, but it wasn't quite as huge as it had been. I can't remember. Is it sort of the dawn? This happened back. When I was uh, in Maryland, I think it started. So in 2007, um, was the world doesn't have superheroes. Mm-hmm. What would happen if superheroes became a thing, sort of a la wild cards ish, but which is a different thing entirely. Never mind. Oh, um, wow. Wild cards. But, yeah. yeah. And so then there was a big mystery about why heroes were a thing and what was going to happen. And of course, you had a good bad guy and a lot of pretty okay good guys. And, and go ahead, Eric, you talk. Yeah, so each person seemed to have a superpower and there was prophecy involved that one of the superpowers was an art, a comic book artist who saw the future. And mm-hmm. uh, the pretty much the tagline for the first season was save the cheerleader and save the world. And there was an indestructible cheerleader played by Hayden Panettiere or Terry. Uh, and so she was, 
she was the, the the cheerleader they had to save, but nobody knew why they had to save her or who they had to save her from and what was going on. And so there were all these different storylines about uh, different heroes with their powers and then the other people that knew about the heroes. And then, of course, the big one was Sylar, who was uh, played by Zachary Quinto, who was the psychopathic bad. bad guy. Yeah. He was such a good bad guy. Oh, my gosh. He was fantastic. So before we really dive into too much, which we're not going to dive into too much, but there's we got to talk about the big elephant of the room with heroes. And that was that it sucked after the first season. <laughs> it sucked hard. All right, You're so, not wrong. So here's, here's the thing. <laughs> is, is I think what happened, the problem with it was, and, and first of all, I loved it. I even liked the second series, but or second season. But the big problem was is that they were afraid to make any lasting changes to the hero's universe after season one. There should have been a body count, an irreversible body count after season one that it, it ended up not being that show. It felt like all the showrunners and stuff were afraid to make any changes. Yeah. Well, there was two. Yeah. Yeah. There were two big issues. I think issue number one was it got super popular, Right up more so than they expected it to be. Right. So, yeah. and what that actually ended up doing was allowing Siler to live at the end of the f- last episode of the first season. He was originally supposed to die. He was so popular. We had to keep him. And that, just like you said, that kind of caused it should have had a bigger ripple effect. The other yeah, it wasn't issue, Siler, I mean, it was there were other heroes that should have been on the chopping block that, yes. Didn't dis- Right. And if it was right, like a one right. and done show, it would have it would have been great, but it didn't. The other issue was when season two starts, there was a writer strike. And so oh they ended up That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like a half season and it was poorly written and not thought out and honestly killed a lot of momentum. Surprisingly, it made four seasons. The show was on for four seasons. I didn't make it past two. Oh, they had four seasons. I don't think I that's watched. exactly what I said. <laughs> I, I don't think I made it past season two either. So, but I because I remember seeing ads well, for. I mean, like I said, it was when I was moving. I lost oh. a lot of shows when I moved here. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember they came out with like uh, what was it, Heroes Reborn, which um, I remember looking at part of that. It was like an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, and I remember looking at that, going, uh, I don't know about this. Because I agree yeah. with you, Eric. It, it seemed like if there had been more permanence to things that happen, if something happened and we saw or we knew the um, ramifications of that were going to last for more than one or half an episode, then it would have been much better. Yes. Or or even past the end of the season, I think. Right, right. Because when you've got, a, if you've got some of the powers that they have, mm-hmm. assumingly anybody who is spoiler averse to this, uh, has bailed already. Maybe we should put in a spoiler warning, but we didn't. <laughs> you know, you you could have gotten away with a whole lot of of weird shenanigans and having things go on, change the universe, but it kept feeling like they are feeling like they would reset towards the normal too much. Yeah. Okay. Although you know, you could argue that's a very comic booky thing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, Batman captures Joker. He goes off to Arkham Asylum, and you know that. It's just going to, that cycle is going to start again sometime. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot about fan, uh, not fantasy, family uh, in this game because, or in this show, sorry. <laughs> there was the congressman who could fly, uh, Nathan, and then here was his brother 
the nurse who could mimic people's powers. And his mother was, you know, there was a lot of like, they were part of a secret organization that potentially created these. So there was a lot of world building that kind of happened behind the scenes around these, these characters. Um, yeah, it felt pretty deep when you were watching. You're like, ooh, there's a mystery here. There's a cool thing to figure out. There's stuff I want to see tomorrow. Uh-huh. They did plan it, at least for the first season. They planned it, right? Which was great, because if you're going to have foreshadowing, the Cylons have a plan. You kind of want to have a plan, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> And so they did that. The problem was, again, the show was popular. We got to do more. Now we're going to change the plan somewhat. Yeah. And and they would get you used to the fact that, you know, the man with the horn-rimmed glasses, he was, a, he was a secret bad guy. He was the guy who, when he would show up, he's your smoking man from uh, X-Files. Yeah, from X-Files. And then, and then by season two, yeah, they kind of, they do that, that thing they do now where they go, well, let's, let's make him more likable and let's like, let you get you the viewers to start to like him. And he just kind of loses a little something at that point. It was done better in Farscape. Right. Agreed. Right. I agree with you on that. <laughs> He's no Scorpius, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a great actor, a great character, but yeah, you're right. And then suddenly he's sympathetic because uh, he was with the company. <laughs> right, so. and they symbolize this by having him change his glasses. Oh, I, yes, I had forgotten that. He's a nicer <laughs> guy when he's not in the horned rim glasses. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I suggest definitely yeah, see the first season Pretty mm-hmm. solid. And then the rest of the seasons, it's up to you. But I'm now excited <laughs> to go and actually watch the whole thing from beginning to end. That's the thing I think I'm going to do. If I can find it on any one of the, you know, grab it all at services once. that I'm a part of. Yeah. It's like, I wh- bet it's on not? Peacock. My guess would be <sighs> Peacock, which is free. Yeah. It's free. I don't subscribe to the cock. It's, it's free. Probably, it's possibly on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh-huh. Peacock so. is free. For the most part, yeah. I mean, it's like Hulu. You can get it. For, you can pay if you want, or you can sit through commercials. It probably has a commercial yep, every I'm now and then. Yep. Suspicious. But back in our day, when we were watching Heroes, we had to sit through the commercials. So you know. Okay. Yes. If they, if any of these <laughs> stupid services actually put the commercials in at when the commercial breaks were supposed to happen, uh. I would love it much better than hey, we're randomly going to throw a commercial in and you just have to deal with it. Yeah, so it looks like it's on uh, Peacock and possibly NBC for free. So nice, cool. Okay. Well, and Peacock's going to change its name soon. I think. Why? So or it's NBC streaming thing. Uh, I, th- I want to say CBS Access was changing CBS. its name soon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Peacock just happened, and so CBS All Access is going to change to something else. Something cool. we don't care. Something That's not what this is plus. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're no kidding. All right. Well, that's great. Yeah. So definitely, it still has my recommendation for season one, and then you can just pretend everybody died and enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it was good talking with you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, John, where can you be mm-hmm. found? Uh, check me out on Swarmcast Podcast. That's uh, that's SwarmcastPodcast.com. Or you can probably find me floating around somewhere as Cobalt Dude. Right. Sweet. Eric, you? EricDewey.com or Eric, A-Y-R-K, on pretty much everything else. All right. I'm Donald Dennis. You can find me wandering cluelessly through the internet as well, Sfio. Thank you for joining us for another Inverse Genius Fortnightly. Uh, come back in two weeks and hear it all again. 
All right. Woot. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 license. Thank you.